This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Can we lift our voice and give Jesus all the glory? Come on. We can do better than that. Let's give him our praise. He is king. He is Lord. And we bless your name, great God. We exalt you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a precious presence of God tonight. How many you can sense God's in the house? How many you know God's ready to do something in your life? How many can be expectant? Amen. Well, it's so good to be here once again. And once again, I want to thank Dr. Stian Beverly for this opportunity. We love them dearly. They are great spiritual parents. Isn't it great to know that we have great father and mother in the faith that are setting the vision before us? It makes it so easy to run. Come on, let's give Jesus praise for the great gifts that they are in our lives. Amen. Father, we praise you. We love you. We thank you for your precious love. And we thank you for your grace that abounds in our lives. And we know that as we receive this gift of righteousness and the abounding grace that we reign. We rule as kings in this life. And I thank you, Father, that as you are ready to take us to higher levels, we are open for everything that you have for us. We know that the hearing of your word causes faith to rise in every heart as it dispels fear. I believe that minds tonight are renewed by your word as understanding replaces confusion. And I'll know that not one of us today will leave the way we came in. But each one be transformed from glory to glory. For this we give you alone the praise and honor in the name of Jesus. If have you ready to receive, would you shout amen? Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Hebrews chapter 4. How many of you were here this morning? If you weren't here, I encourage you to get that message because it's going to place you in a position where you're going to see grace abounding in your life that you always have all sufficiency in all things and abundance for every good work. Amen? How many of you want to see God move powerfully in your life? Now, you know, when I first got saved and I heard about faith, you know, I knew about God, I knew about the Bible, I knew some of the stories in the Bible, Noah and his ark and David slew the giant and all that type of thing. But then I was starting to learn things about how the just shall live by faith. And my pastor, Theo Vormerans, would get up and he would teach on faith from the Word of God and give me all the scriptures. And I would listen and he would give me great examples in his life. Have you heard some of his testimonies about as he was growing in Jesus and how he started putting to get, you know, the job that he had and sell the houses. And I'd hear these stories. And so when things started happening in my life and I started putting into action what I was hearing, all of a sudden it didn't seem as easy as what he made it sound like. Come on, have you ever been in that place? Have you ever been to, you know, maybe a, a, a show or a fair or down to the mall and there's somebody there with a table and, you know, and they're all happy and chirpy and they're calling you over. And they've got this gadget that they use. And they say, watch what it does. And he has a pile of stuff on this side. And he's, and there's just does stuff and it happens. And then he says, you can add this. And he changes the, and then this happens. And he, and he keeps doing that over and over. You, and you think, man, I've got to get me one of those. And then when you get home, you can't even put the thing together. Never mind, get it, get it, get it. I can't even... It just doesn't work the way he made it look like it works. How many you got some of those in the back of your cupboard somewhere? You've, you just never looked at it again. And I kind of found that felt that way with faith, is that when, you know, Apostle Theo was teaching these things and I started putting them into action, 
I ran up against some more problems than I've ever had before. It's like if I had problems before I was a Christian, what's happened now? It's like every demon in hell has been reassigned to my house. And I wanted to know how this faith works. And I, I could quote all the scriptures. I knew what faith is. It's the substance of hope or the evidence things not seen. I knew that faith comes by hearing. I knew the spirit of faith is having believed I speak. I could pass an exam and get 100% on faith. But how do I get this thing to work? Come on, how you know what? How are you feeling me today? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Come and have a look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, everybody say his rest. Let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. Now, that is strong language. Considering that Paul said to Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And yeah, the writer is saying, if we're not entering into rest, we need to fear in case we don't get there. That's, that's, that's serious language. Now, you know he's not talking about the demonic fear. It's something that is so serious that if you haven't got this in place, you need to leave everything else alone and get this sorted out. We must enter this rest. This is very, very important. And he says in verse 2, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Now who is he talking about? Well, if you go study out the first few chapters of Hebrews, he's talking about the children of Israel that came out of Egypt, went through the desert, headed for the promised land. Now theoretically, that was just a few days travel, and they should have gone right in, to the promised land. But you know what happened is that when they got to the river, then they sent in 12 spies. Ten came back and said, we can't do it. Two said, we can. And God said, because of those that unbelief, every day, now you're going to spend a year in the desert. And they spent 40 years. The old generation passed away. And the whole new generation came up. And the only two from the original old generation went in was Joshua and Caleb, the ones who said we can do it. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a desert walker. I want to be the generation that goes in and takes the promised land. How do you say amen to that? So how come this first generation didn't take the promised land? And he says, yeah, it's because the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith with those who heard it. So we understand you can hear the word of God, but if you don't mix it with faith, it's not going to profit you. How many know you can sit under the word and it still won't work for you? And so the writer is yes saying, now look at verse 3, we who have believed do enter the rest. We who have believed do enter that rest. Which rest is he talking about? We just saw you in verse 4, his rest. Everybody say his rest. See, this isn't a rest where you go, you know, you're all nervous and, 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 and worried. And you go, okay, just calm down now. Breathe, relax, rest. This isn't what this is talking about. There's a rest called his rest. And he says, if we believe, we enter that rest. So in other words, if I'm not at rest, then I don't believe. Oh, okay, you're looking confused. Look at verse 3 again. We who have believed do enter that rest. So if I'm not in rest, then I haven't believed. Say amen. 
Someone says, yeah, but no, I do believe. Now, I'm not talking about your head. You see, we can agree with the scriptures in our head. But until I have it in my heart and I'm convinced that what I know is the truth, I won't enter the rest. In other words, if I'm still worried, if I'm in anxiety, if I'm nervous, if I'm concerned, then I haven't entered the rest yet. Work with me, family, because I'm taking you somewhere. Okay, keep your marker here in Hebrews. We're going to come back. Now we're going to contrast this with James. James chapter 1, verse 22 says, Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. If, everyone, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. How many want to be blessed in everything you do? James says you have to do. You have to work. Hebrew says you must rest. Now, I don't know if it's the same up here in Gauteng, but in Cape Town, work and rest are two different things. How I mean, you know what I'm talking about? You know, you don't think of slaving as resting. So what's he talking about here? Because, yeah, he says there is an action to faith. There is an action to faith. Once you believe, it's going to mobilize you and move you into an action. Say that faith without works is dead. So what's he talking about yet? You notice that verse 22 begins with, but. Now this morning we found out that you don't start a sentence with and. You also don't start a sentence with but. And there's something powerful about the word but. Have you noticed that someone comes to you and says, now you know I love you. You're a great guy. And I really appreciate you. But. You really don't care what they just said. You're only interested in the but now, isn't that right? But wipes out whatever just was said. Now, it's good news when God butts. You may be sick. You may be in debt. You may be struggling. You may be under pressure. But! Hallelujah! Come on, how do you know when God steps in, something's going to happen? So now, before we go and find out what that but is there for, come back with me to Hebrews chapter 4 and look at verse 9. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Can the people of God put their hand up? Bump your name and say, look, there I am in the Bible again. Okay, so this is you now. There is a rest for you. What is it? Verse 10. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. So now we're finding out what rest we're talking about. What rest are we talking about? This is the seventh day. This is that Sabbath rest. When God rested on the seventh day, you know he didn't rest because he's tired. He rested because he was finished. If Adam never sinned, there was nothing more for God ever to do again. Get a hold of this. The whole earth was void and was without form. And God said, light be. And what happened? 
Light was. That's the action of faith. Having believed, I speak. The original is written that way. Light. Notice he addressed light before he even saw it. He didn't say, let's go ahead and make light. The way the original Hebrew is written is light. That doesn't exist. He can't see it. Yes, faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things. Not seen. And he calls it as if though it's not as if though it is. B. What happened? Light was. And then he continued with the rest of creation. It was tree. B. What happened? Tree was. Cow. B. What happened? Cow was. God's working. He's working. But you notice he builds into that tree the ability to continue. Because what happens eventually says, man in our image be. Like us have dominion. And he tells Adam to get busy and fill the earth. Subdue it. Take dominion. Now family of God, that's one man on this gigantic planet. And God's given him the job to fill the planet. How do you know there's some major work ahead? They go to sleep that night. They wake up the next morning. I can just see Adam saying, okay, so how do we do this? And God says, today we rest. But God, there's so much to do. I want you to watch how my creation works. Yesterday, I said tree B. But I built into it. You notice God didn't have to wake up the next morning and restart the tree. That tree has built into it the capability of producing a tree after its exact same kind. And when that tree produced after its kind, God didn't have to restart that tree. That tree, when it grew up, had the ability to produce the next tree. God had put into perpetual motion. And that tree has come down through the ages and is still alive today. Oh, you got to get a hold of this. That's God when he said he rested. It was done. He had spoken. He never has to readdress light ever again. Once he set it in motion, it was done. And he rested because it was finished. Verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. That word diligent, other translations say, labor to enter that rest. In other words, your work is not trying to do things on behalf of God. It's not trying to doing God's work for Him. Your labor is to get to the place where you use His word the way it was created to work and then rest the way He did. That's your labor. That's your work. To get to the place where you believe the word so powerfully that once you've spoken, you never have to address that thing ever again. You want to get to that place. See, as long as I'm praying for something and then I wake up the next morning, I'm a little worried, so let me pray for it again. I'm not yet in the rest. But when I get to the place and say, body be healed. It's done. And if I truly believe that, I'll rest. I never have to address it again. All I need to do is if the enemy ever attacks my mind in that issue, I just lift my hands and praise God and say, Father, I'm resting. Your word's already at work. Oh, come on. Give Jesus praise if you're getting a hold of this. 
So that is our work, to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. What's that? That was when they didn't enter into the rest. The Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Family of God, you can enter that rest because that Word is powerful. So let's go back to James now and find out what he said with but. In other words, if I'm going to work by faith, look at verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Family, you don't want sin interfering with your rest. See, that's the only reason the devil tries to sidetrack you with sin. He will tempt you to get off because the moment you're off, you're not in the rest anymore. It's a guilty conscience and I'm worrying. and blah, blah, blah. No, just don't get involved. Amen. Can I get a bigger amen? amen? Now listen to this. Receive with meekness the implanted word. The implanted word which is able to save your souls. Now he's writing to believers here. So this is not talking about soul winning. You know, we go out and we say we're going to go win souls for Jesus. That is true, but technically we're winning the spirits. You first got to get the spirit born again. The soul is your mind, your will and emotions. How do you recognize that after you were saved, your soul still needed a lot of saving? In fact, it needs saving every day. Why? Because your mind is designed to go in the direction of the voice it hears the most and the loudest. That's why it's important to make sure you keep inputting the word every week. You come here, just hear one message on a Sunday and then go into the world and think you're going to come back next Sunday the same way? Uh-uh, because the world is working against you and will keep influencing your mind away from God. If you don't do anything to stop that, by the time you come back, you have six-sevenths of the world world's thinking in your mind. And then your pastor's got to try and move it back with half an hour's message. Hello? No, we need to renew our minds every day, every day. Listen to the word, implant the word, read it, listen to it every single day. It's ongoing. Now, look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3. For we who have believed do enter the rest as he has said. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. That's because they did not have the faith. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Oh, family, get a hold of this. God told them he's already given them the promised land. Not when they get there. Not even when they left Egypt. Not even when Abraham was told God will bless him. Not even when God told Adam to go fill the earth. He said it was given before God ever said light. B, they already had that place. Family, Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world. You were saved before you were ever born. Oh, come on, you got to get a hold of this. Everything that you ever wanted, it's not like you going to God and say, God, please, can't you see? I need stuff in my life. Please help me. No, it's already done. Let me show it to you. Look at this. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. As his divine power has given us. Has given us. Has given to us. How many? 
all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Say, everything I need for life and godliness has already been given to me. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Say this, I'm already blessed. See, John 10, verse 10, Jesus said, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. How many of you know Jesus came so that you could have abundant life? Now notice what he said in chapter 19, John 19, verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Tetelestai. Paid in full. Done and complete. Your healing, done. Finished. Your provision, already supplied. Your protection, it's already in place. For you to have the blessing, it is complete. When Jesus died on that cross, everything you could ever imagine that God can do for you was already completed. Come on, give Jesus praise tonight. And so that's why when we see Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I may not see it with my natural eye, but it's already in place. I already have it. By faith we understand in verse 3, the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke, it was done. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 talks about the righteousness of faith speaking. In verse 6 it says the righteousness of faith speaks this way. Verse 8, what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Everybody say the word of faith. See the word of faith is not a religious denomination. It's not a movement. It's what Paul preached. People say, are you of that word of faith movement? I want to ask them, do you believe the Bible? Yes. Do you believe Paul is an author? Yes. He preached the word of faith. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when God speaks his word, faith is released in that word. Let's say I put a liter of milk in a packet and I gave you a packet. You can say milk came by the packet. If I gave you the packet, you got the packet, the milk's in the packet. Faith came by hearing the word. The word is the packet, faith is in it. You getting this? So when God spoke, he spoke that word of faith. Now notice, that word is near you in your heart and in your mouth. A lot of people, you know, when they're struggling and you, and you try and help them, they say, no, God knows what's in my heart. Yes, he knows what's in your heart, but you need to be speaking it as well. See, the action of faith begins with speaking. As you speak the word, you're implanting the word in your spirit. As you speak the word, you're renewing your mind to it. If there's any worry or concern, I wonder if this is true, go back to the Bible and speak it out loud. Just say it. Even if you don't really believe it at the time, just say it. Because the more you say it, the more you renew the mind. And the more you speak it, that word goes down in your heart. And the more you keep hearing yourself, that's the labor. That's what you're doing. The work of faith is speaking. So you hear, you believe, you speak, and you keep doing that till you get to the point where you go, now, 
I got it. That day will come. Many of you have already experienced that. When all of a sudden it hits you. You know what? And, and, and that's when I talk about revelation. Revelation is when you hear in your spirit what you knew all the time. All of a sudden you're reading a scripture. And all of a sudden it hits you. You go, yes, that's it. And then you run out of your room and you tell everybody, look at this. The Bible says. And they go, yes, amen, hallelujah. No, 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 you don't get it. Do you, do you understand what God is saying here? It's done. Yes, yes, amen, it's done. No, it, it really is done. No devil can talk that out of you. No human can take it. It doesn't matter what goes wrong in your life. You stand against that giant and you say, I serve the God of Most High. And I don't care how much loud you shout. You are coming down today. That's the rest. When you reach that place where you really don't care if everything explodes around you. Everyone looks at you like, aren't you, don't you care? No. I can't tell you how much I don't care. Why? Because he's got this. He's got this. Yeah, but the doctor said, that's just one report. I got a higher report right here in the word. By his stripes are being healed. Yeah, but what if you die? Praise God, I get to see the angels. There's a rest. No more worries. And that's exactly when the word of God goes to work in your life. Now you got your hands off it. Your worries and concerns are taken away. Now faith can go into action. See, Jesus said in Mark 11 verse 22, He said, have faith in God. Have faith. That sounds like a command to me. Not a recommendation. Have faith. Now how do I do that? Well, how does faith come? How many want more faith? Listen to this. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. There, you just got more faith. I didn't feel anything. Well, what does faith feel like? Can someone help me? You know, I don't know if I got the faith. Well, what are you waiting for? It's like, ah, oh, there, that's faith. No, there's no feeling to it. If you've heard the word of God, you have faith. And faith says, if God said it, I'm not even debating the issue. Yeah, but what about? I don't care. Yeah, but my grandpa, I don't care what your grandpa said. I'm going with what Jesus said. Is that okay? How many you say amen to that? See, family, you've already done this. You live this kind of faith. Look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Verse 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. How many of you are saved here tonight? Now, have you realized that's the greatest miracle ever? A dead spirit, born again and recreated in the image of God. There is no, that's, that's greater than a leg growing up. It is the greatest miracle. How did that happen? Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, did you even know that happened when you gave your life to Jesus? When somebody said, God loves you, he died for you, rose from the dead, and if you tonight put your hand up, we're going to pray a prayer, you'll be saved. Did you go, at last, I believe, now made the righteousness of God. You didn't even know what the righteousness of God meant. Do you know how to make salvation? 
what kind of effort did you have to put in? Do you know how to take a dead spirit and revive it so it becomes brand new born again spirit? Do you know how to do that? Did you even know faith comes by hearing? I didn't know. I didn't know the spirit of faith is having believed I speak. I didn't even know Matthew, Mark looked at John. I didn't know anything. But when I heard God loves me and he died for me and he rose from the dead, just believing that, I didn't even know it. Righteousness happened. And then somebody said, say this after me. And when you prayed the prayer, that moment you were born again, you created a new spirit in you just by speaking. And how much effort did you put into that? You went home and everybody asked you, are you Christian? Yes, amen. You were you chilled, isn't that? You relaxed. I'm born again. What is that? The rest. You rested in the fact that you saved. Family of God, nothing's changed. The same way you got saved, you receive your healing. The same way you got saved, you receive your financial miracle. How many need a miracle tonight? How many need a miracle tonight? Family of God, I encourage you, get a hold of the truth that God's already sorted it out for you. Don't you worry one more minute about it. I'm speaking to you tonight. God has already sent his word to heal you. He's delivered you. His word is life to you and health to your flesh. He's already provided your every need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Grace abounds in your life and you always have all sufficiency in all the... Yeah, but what about my bank account? Forget the bank account. Put your eyes on him. Let him provide. Let him supply. Come on now. When you get into that place of rest, I'm telling you, you're going to see miracles happening all every day. Every day, miracles are coming your way. Just embrace them and say, my God loves me so much. He can't help himself but deliver me. Did you get something? Come on, give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. Right now, just lift your hand and say, I've heard the word of God. That word has delivered me. I believe the truth of God's word. Just like Jesus, when he spoke to the tree and said, no one eat fruit from you ever again. He walked away and it was done. He didn't address the tree ever again. Even when the disciples addressed the tree, talked about the tree. Jesus didn't even talk about the tree. He said, you can do the same. With the mountains in my life. Keep speaking. Say the mountains that are in my life. The sickness. The diseases. The problems. The worries. Debt. Lack. I declare to them. Get out of my life. Go cast in the sea. And now I believe. My God has delivered me. I believe it. I rest in the knowledge. My needs are supplied. My body is healthy. I am strong. I am delivered. I am saved. Born again. A child of God. In Jesus name. Now give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Now family every time the enemy comes along and tries to challenge you in those areas. You just throw your hands up and say I am at rest. Amen.
I promise you, you do that and watch the miracles that keep manifesting. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.